you're sinking it. <laughs> hey, big spender. What's going on, everybody? It is Marcus Drew Steele. And I'm Trent Rashad, and you're listening to Cold, Cold Pop. Pop. So I'm, I've been obsessed, I've got to admit. I've, been, I've gone down another YouTube hole, and I've been obsessed with several things. And so I think at some point we should make it a segment to talk about our YouTube obsessions because I've heard you talk plenty of times about, you know, the makeup palette hole that you went down and all Oh, yeah, other we can talk about that. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely talk about that. I will say more so Big Spender because this is the holiday time and Come on, my transition. check <laughs> is already Gone. spent. Like, oh, yeah, it's not again. even got my, the, it hasn't got even hit my account, down. but it's already spent. So, wait, do you every, I, and I, I know this, so I'm basically answering this question for myself, but like every year you get gifts for your family. Every year I get gifts for my family, but outside of that, because I don't live there, there are also large travel expenses that happen True. every year. I, I was getting ready to say, I think that's what I spend most of my money. My family and I, we don't exchange gifts like that anymore, but because I am going home this year, um, yeah, gas ain't cheap. Oh, my mom told me to tell, told me to tell you that she is so proud that you're going home. She's so excited for you. <laughs> Well, my yeah. my parents don't give a damn. Mary Joyce was like, oh my gosh, she's going home. I am, oh, that's so great. Really? Wow, that's great. <laughs> I told my mom the other day, um, I was messing with her. We were talking on the phone and I was like, well, you know what? Since you got so much attitude, I ain't coming home. And she was like, oh, really? And she was about to hang up the phone and cancel the hotel <laughs> like, room. Okay, well, no, 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 wait. I was just playing. No, I was like, oh, 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 wait, wait a minute. You know, it's funny because my mom this year, was a little strategic because I told her last year I said this is the last time that I'm going to do both Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, Christmas in Kentucky mm-hmm. like it's just not going to happen and I think that she knows I really like Christmas a lot right. and so she when she came up to visit me here in Chicago she was like you know if you're if you're only going to do one I'd rather it be Thanksgiving really and so I was like Okay, I'll do Thanksgiving but then in my head I'm starting to think I'm like nah girl I'll no you Christmas. said that. So you could have me down there for both because you know I'll probably want to do Christmas at home. Okay, I mean, maybe maybe she's playing the long game. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> I think that that was a strat- strategic move to have me at both holidays. And you know what? Because I'm like, really, Thanksgiving over Christmas? You would rather? And she was like, Your inexperience is showing. She was like, I'm going to have him do Thanksgiving knowing that he will definitely not want to miss Christmas. Right. I mean, like, I stayed up here for Christmas last year and, like, I didn't yeah, do nothing. I'm not missing like, out on any gifts. That was a, that was I mean, a power move on her part. She clearly did. But anyway, so right. let's get into it. This is the first of many holiday specials that <laughs> the Cold Popcast will be doing. Yes. Um, how's everyone out there? Great. Great. Glad to hear it. Right. Um, that call and response. <laughs> glad great. to hear it. I'm so glad to hear it. But let's go ahead and start a little bit because we've had some holiday events pop up. So yes. let's recap our week. Yes. So this past weekend, so this is this airs every Monday. Um, and so this past weekend, we actually had Friendsgiving. Yeah. Um, and honey, when I say production level went up a notch from last year, the girls uh, came yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> the girls so, came through. Let me just um, do a quick hair flip because I actually hosted this year. Yes, ma'am. Um, at my chateau in the South. What are we calling Chinatown this place? Area. We need you need I a don't name. Know. We need a name for this. I, because my last name is Dunn, it doesn't have a lot of There's no alliteration. Great, yeah, there's not a lot of... I can't do like Chateau Charest or Domicile Manor. Dunn. No, that's... This no, that's horrible. Um, we'll come. We're going to do it. We're going to workshop this. But anyway, but like... So I hosted, and yeah, I definitely wanted to take things up a notch, and I wind and dine these hoes I mean, to the fullest. Everybody definitely carried their weight. Yeah, so um, it was a potluck. Like, I didn't yes. do all of it, but... you but came through with these I came hands. through with the Cornish hens. Five Cornish Yes. Hens. I mean, it was it was dope. I, I, like, I really put a lot of time and effort into it, and it was great to kind of see everyone's reaction when I, when we did the reveal. Yes. Um, Ooh, we, we should post the video, post one of those videos on our Instagram. Totally. When yeah. I did the reveal, like, to see everyone's reaction, Gags. it was like, the girls you know, this, shook. Is, this is what really <laughs> made me, you know, feel excited and happy um, for that moment. And so, we had a really great time, great conversations. Yes. And it Always. was like, definitely 
like a sister circle moment it where sisterhood of the traveling. Yeah, fans. we like kind of got a little deep and, and personal. So yes. it was a really good, really good time. Much needed. Very, very much needed. So kudos to you on that. Cheers. Cheers. Um, beyond that, let's see what else is going on. Oh, so also this past weekend, I decided that I am going to take a little bit of a social media break. Hmm. Um, it's, you know, as we get to the end of the year, there's always reflection. There's always a look back and there's always goal setting for the year to come. And I think what even more so is kind of put a little fire under me is that we're about to enter into a new decade. Um, yeah. So this is the end of this decade. We're headed into a brand new decade in 2020. 20s. And I was just thinking, I was like, well, I want to take some time where I'm not distracted by all the thirst traps and all of these other things on Instagram and stuff like that. And I really want to kind of like review what I'm doing, what I did this year and what happened, and then set goals of what I want to accomplish going into 2020. Just as a quick um, question for you. Mm-hmm. Social media break in terms of, and you said until 2020. Mm -hmm. So just over this holiday break. Yes. What prompted this to be like, I need to step away? Well, honestly, it was from our last episode when we were talking about social media and stuff like that. And, you know, I, it kind of sat with me for a little bit and, I had realized as I was scrolling through, I'm still on Twitter um, because that's how I keep up with my news and, you know, trending topics and things like that. So I haven't gotten rid of that. But for Instagram, I as I was scrolling through Instagram this week, I just noticed that there were a lot of things that were affecting me, like either from FOMO, you know, fear of missing out or, you know, maybe internalizing people's pictures as like... um, Uh, more than what they are. I guess we'll put it like that. You know, internalizing people's pictures of more than what they are. You know, you forget that sometimes Instagram is but a tiny, but a wee little window into, you know, someone's life. And, you know, you you start to feel bad about yourself. You're like, oh my God, you know, these people are doing these things or these people are traveling here and, you know, I'm still stuck in here. But, you know, you don't know what's behind the curtain. And so I think it was time to shut her down for a little bit and, you know, kind of, you know, get right not only mentally but then also get follow through on a lot of these things that I said that I was going to do this year that I didn't get done Mm, Um, and it was time to do that you know and that's not to say that I'm going to get all of them done this year but there are a few projects that I've already started and finished but need to like go back and do like a second edit or a draft or a rewrite or something and so I figured without having the, the time that I spend on Instagram because I don't have it, instead of looking at, you know, pictures and stuff like that, I'll be more tempted to pull out my book or pull out my writings and stuff like that in place of that. And so I think it's just a good Kickstarter. And then also, you know, give me time to just, you know, go in a little cocoon and, you know, emerge as a butterfly in 2020. <laughs> Come on, butterfly. So, you better be Mariah Carey. You know it. Um, so, so, yeah. Oh, okay. And, like, totally respect that, totally understand that, whatever you need for your own you know, mental health and stability. And growth. It's called growth. Growth, growth. as well. Okay. Um, but, so yeah. Well, yeah. no, good. Good for you. Yeah. What about you? Anything good else happened this past you. weekend? Good, good for you. Good, for you. good, good for, for you. No, nothing. I mean, I went back to church. That was a thing. Amen. You know, around, you know, especially around the holiday time, that's when, that's when, when them wayward Christians want to start <laughs> making <laughs> this back way back. Um, but, no, I, I did go back to church and, you know, it was, um, it was just once again a reminder, and I know I've talked about it on the podcast before about you know just being uh, getting back into church and going regularly and things like that, and so kind of trying to sharpen those, um, trying to sharpen those behaviors so that it becomes more of a habit in twenty twenty. Okay, well, good, yeah. good, 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 good. Um, that's all I have for this past weekend. Um, Great. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment entitled Woo Child. And boy, do we have some Woo Childs this week. Certainly. Do you want to start? I will. I'll start. First, we're going to start off with all of the drama that's happened post-BET's 2019 Soul Train Awards. And when I say drama, not a lot is going on, but, you know, there is a potential beef in the making um, here. Oh, I'm, gosh. I'm not quite sure if, you know, 
if one of the girls is taking the bait, but I know one of the girls is a little upset. And so um, to start off, so Ari Lennox, she is a little mad that she did not win a Soul Train Award this year and got boxed out. Um, and she's and then a lot of people are upset about who she lost to. So she lost to Lizzo, but the context Ooh. here is we got to understand what the category was. And so everybody has been, the reasoning that everybody's been saying. Ego. Right, right. A lot of people have been saying, like, Lizzo's not soul. Lizzo's not Such R&B. She's a pop ego. talk rapper, and she shouldn't have even been nominated for Soul Train of War or whatever. So the category was album slash mixtape of the year is what Lizzo won. I think that's very How's well deserved. mixtape even? Okay. Right. But anyway, go ahead. Go, go, but go still, ahead, go album ahead, go slash mixtape of the year, Lizzo won for Cause I Love You and beat out uh, Shea Butter Baby by Ari Lennox, Indigo by Chris Brown, Ellie Mai by Ellie Mai, I Used to Know Her by Her, and Free Spirit by Khalid. And so that's the that's what Lizzo won. It's interesting she beat out her. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I mean, we're talking, but again, this is not like a specific soul, you know, R&B or R&B best R&B performance no, 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 or anything no, 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 like no. this is album of the year. And when you think about it, Lizzo's had a huge year. She did have She's a huge had year. A absolutely she had a huge, huge year. And her album went platinum, yeah. you know. So I mean, I think this is a well-deserved win by her. What well, okay. However, yes. so now Ari Lennox, I'm she just, I'm gonna wait. Okay, let me give you all the facts. So then Ari Lennox went on Twitter and went on this huge rant, and I'm just going to read some of the tweets, the twins, the twins, the tweets, and she was like, being snubbed was something I always expected and was definitely prepared for, just not by them. It's not just an award. It wasn't any award show. It was the Soul Train Awards. As you can see, I'm a big fan of soul music and a huge fan of Soul Train's history. Um, Let me go to some other ones here. Mm -hmm. My intent is to never to annoy people who clearly don't Fuck with me, but I don't ask. I'm what she said. What she said. I don't be asking these shady blogs to post what I write. Uh, let's see what else did she say. Blah 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 blah. Oh, then she said she was gonna quit. She said, um, "I'm tired of being annoying. Tired of being annoyed. I just ain't built like the rest of them. This shit ain't for me." I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. She said, "I'll join the damn army." She was like, "I'm just Girl. gonna quit." She was like, "I'm not selling out, so I quit." Um, that and then da 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 da. Well, you have to expect loss. And then this is the one that was kind of a dig at Lizzo. She was like, Ooh. "It's clear I'm not cool enough, not trendy enough, and I don't care to be. I don't strive for that. I'm going to. I'm not going to chase this shit, this shit ever again. No more fake shit on my part." And so she was really, really pressed and really upset about that. So she's, tell me, what are your thoughts? She's mad. I get it, and I understand that. I think that you know, for Ari Lennox, who is a literally a baby in this game like just now kind of stepping out regardless of how hard you worked before all of that like you are now just stepping into a platform where you are on more so a national stage right a national platform and you have to understand that there's going to have there's dues that have to be paid which well, she's been she said she's been in this game since 2009 so okay no no, no. and i get that been like you've been working you've been working hard but i'm success. saying but let's not act silly and say that Ari Lennox just didn't step on this national right. stage right coming to the national yeah, spotlight get like mass appeal right. so like let's call a thing a thing here mm-hmm. right okay and so once once that does happen there are there's always a certain level of dues that have to be paid and we've seen this with award shows and all of those things and this spans outside of music this spans outside of entertainment and you know in so many different arenas, there's a second level of dues that have to be paid. I can understand Ari Lennox's frustration seeing that someone like Lizzo, who does get a lot of mass pop appeal as well and is recognized in areas outside of black entertainment, um, I could see that frustration was like, damn, she gets the black, she gets, you know, she gets this arena too. Like, but why are we trying? So, I could, no, I'm saying I could see that frustration, but what I'm saying is the end all be all is that Ari Lennox, you're gonna you, lose again. You have to be a little bit more adult about these types right. of things. And like, this is not the, and trust me, this is not the way to go about lobbying Agreed. for like Agreed. an award. This, you know what, this would be different. If 
Ari Lennox was like, let's say, 15 years in the game. Right. I want to take you back to when Denzel didn't win. Oh, um, the Best Supporting Oscar. Right. For or when. Vincent's, right. Or when. Um, oh, Casey Affleck won over him. Right. Manchester. Like Madison. it would. That would be. It would be different that if that was a situation yeah, like that. That was a well like when like Eddie Murphy face. didn't win for Dreamgirls. Yeah. Um, and Alan Arkin won. Like, yeah. th- those are when Beyonce didn't win for album of the year for Lemonade. Yeah. Like, for these I people. I mean, we that, could go back and say when yeah, Angela like, Bassett didn't win. Exactly. For we could go back like and kind of like yeah. create these, like, these, these spaces and upsets. these examples. But, like, Ari Lennox, the fact that this didn't happen for you this very first time that you were probably nominated, like, right. girl, there will calm be down. more. You have to learn how to lose. Like, let's calm down. So that you'll know how to win. Like, Absolutely. I think one of the things that bugs it's me. It's off-putting. It is. One of the things that bugs me is that, you know, everybody was on the Lizzo train until she started popping, until she started getting success. And then. Yeah, the girls don't like Lizzo. And now the girls don't like Lizzo. They and I don't, don't understand. I don't understand. Bitch, they really every did. Hungry. I'm not cool. I'm not. Like, right. Like, and I guess what bugs me the most is that the songs that are popping for Lizzo are two years old. Good as hell is like, like, I'm like, this song is old as hell. Two years old. So, like, she's been through it just like Ari is going through it now. Like, she has not had, she's just now getting seen for songs she did two years ago. Bingo. You know, so I mean, like, you got to put in this work. You really do. You know, you got to, you really got to continue to grind here. So like, I said let, something. Let Lizzo have her flowers. I said something. Earlier this week, I sat down at a dinner with some friends, and this topic came up. And what I attributed it to, and you tell me what you think, I attributed it to the millennial ideation of instant gratification. Yeah, like I, like you know, everyone gets an award, everyone gets a ribbon, or participation trophy. Yeah, when we don't win, well, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Like (laughs) you don't like me, well, fine, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm quitting. Like that's what I attributed this to. Sounds like, but also I think. I, hmm. I think that sometimes as an artist, you put so much work into something. And you just want to be and validated. You want, and you want to be, like, you, you need some type of validation. I mean, you're in a public forum and you're putting your work out there for a public consumption. You want the validation. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Like, there's nothing wrong. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think where I'm kind of struggling is where does that, where does that, um, release of energy happen does that happen on your social media absolutely not for me like you can go back and you can look at uh clips of whitney houston talking about people who won certain awards over her and being like what like how did that but she was doing that singing off key on the record but she was doing that in a safe space within her home within her group her you know what i'm saying and like you know, what is the form for those types of things? And I wish Ari Lennox's team was like, sis, that's not that's not way. it. Like, let's have this here. Let's have this conversation here. Get it out now. That's what we like to call kitchen table talk. So we can figure it like, a you know. Wendy Williams. That's kitchen table talk. And so we can draft a response that's, you know, more digestible and di- diplomatic. Yeah. So. All right. Well, woo child for me on that, because I just thought that that was a very interesting Loss. Got you. What you got? Uh, my next. So the next thing is, um, I called it suing the city. <laughs> suing the city. So like sex in the city. Yes, sex in the city. It's a suing the Come city. Come on, let's do um, it. So, friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do that? <laughs> Longtime friend of the show. First time listener. <laughs> Jesse Smollett. Y'all, he's not a friend um, of the show. This man does not know us. <laughs> friend of the show, Jesse Smollett, has decided to file a counterclaim in terms of to the city of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yes. So he's going to be, um, he will be pursuing a lawsuit against the city of Chicago, citing mental and extreme emotional distress. This is following the um, attacks that happened earlier on in the year. And just for context, the city of Chicago started out by suing Jesse Smollett to pay back all of the money that was spent on resources and so forth during that whole investigation into right. his and so Jesse was fined um, because of all of that. So what the alleged beating, they actually decided that they thought that this was all a hoax and they wanted him to pay back the money um, and those types of things. 
in that initial lawsuit, the city of Chicago did drop all 16 charges. Yes. So that, if you were listening to this and if you were kind of following this, that definitely did strike a chord with many people. Mm -hmm. um, as to why they ended up dropping all of the charges. Right. And so now as a part of this, and it's kind of taken, it's, it's really gotten you know some legs and has started to spread into the you know um the state attorney um kim fox and, and and other people the chief of police who just recently retired and i say that with air quotes oh, um was forced out but with with all of this smollett is now doing this countersuit yeah. i'm a little bit concerned because i'm like extreme emotional distress he, he cites extreme emotional distress as well as humiliation and mental anguish. Um, I mean, I'm so, I guess I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I don't care. <laughs> you don't care about the suit, or you don't care about how he felt. Uh, any of it. Oop. The story, the oop. suit, how he felt. And I, oop. <laughs> I think. Um, I think he may have a case in the sense of. Because he's not going to be able to work for a, quite some time. Jesse said they still have his passport because they he he was asked to surrender his passport and he gave it to him, and he said he still doesn't have it. Well, I mean, was that part of the agreement to drop the? I charges? don't know, I don't know, but he says that he still doesn't have that. He says he was more than a willing participant in this entire thing. He says he gave them his statement at the very beginning. He also gave a DNA sample, all of these things, and then for him to then be kind of cast aside and told that he was um, making it up brought on all of this this um, anguish. On the show, the circus. This distress. This distress. For me, I, I'm definitely going to be following this and seeing how this goes. I've really had a tough time kind of going through the like ups and downs on it. I think that, you know, if you kind of go back through my social media, I think that there was posts and everything that I brought out in terms of in support when this first happened and then right. to kind of See it all kind of fall to pieces it was really tough. It um, best of luck. There's clearly going to be no winners here no. in this situation. No, I think everybody's just over it, tired, ready to move on. Like, blah blah blah. I mean, he was killed off. What was he rode out? He was rode out. He was rode out. He wasn't killed off. Yeah, he was rode out of Empire. Yeah. Um, and so this is child. This this is definitely a woo child this moment. A woo child for sure. So, but yeah, I honestly don't care. So that's just me. Okay. Well, what do you have next? Um, okay. <laughs> this is a wood child. So this story took the interwebs by a blaze this week when it came out that it was reported, um, as we know, the movie Harriet is in movie theaters now. And it came out this week thanks to Variety that when this film was in the developing stages of being created, it was suggested <laughs> that Julia Roberts play Harriet Tubman. <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> so <like> before you, <laughs> so um, the movie screenwriter Gregory Allen Howard. Um, Confirmed that yes, Julia Roberts was once suggested by a studio exec to play the role. Um, in a Q&A for Harriet, studio focused features as well as a piece of the LA Times. This is according to Variety, by the way. This is a Variety article. Howard explained how he had been working on the script for a Harriet Tubman biopic as far back as 25 years ago, but that the climate in Hollywood was very different back then. According to Howard, a then president of a studio sublabel praised the script and then suggested Roberts, Julia Roberts, play Tubman. Yeah. Fortunately, fortunately, clearly. Fortunately, there was a black person in the room 25 years ago who told him that Harriet Tubman was a black woman. Howard wrote in the Times piece, the president replied, that was so long ago, no one will know that. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. No... <laughs> cocaine is a coke there are people out there I don't even that have suspended reality and have created their own alternate reality I mean, and it's, it's called Hollywood it's called this erasure of history like what makes you think that a African American legend like Harriet Tubman 
would be forgotten. An uh, legend icon. I, right, icon status. <laughs> a legend slash icon Legendary status. icon. Uh, with an um, infamous t-shirt, I'm out. I think, <laughs> okay, I, like I said, I think that people have created an alternate reality, and it is called Hollywood, in which right, I'm people do and say things that only make sense in their mind. And if you do have people that will play into that and will allow that, then yes, that that does happen. I'll take you back to the whole, what was that, two years ago when they wanted Ralph Fiennes to play Michael Jackson. Like, to Ralph me... Ralph Fiennes, Ralph Fiennes, what is that? Ralph Fiennes, yeah. yeah. Uh, they want him to play Michael Jackson. Like, mm-hmm. get Did he it, end up doing no. it? No, and like, full on, there was a trailer that yeah. came out. Oh, but the movie and there was, was never like, released. The movie was never it released. It was like a road trip with like Michael like, Jackson and... Come on, Elizabeth Taylor or something like that. And someone else, wasn't it? But yeah. it was just like, wait, uh, oh, what's oh, going oh, on? Oh, like, wait, 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 wait. And like, unfortunately, I guess there was no one in the room there, but there are people out there that think like this. And there are people out there that every day are cutting down projects that um, show us, that um, reflect our community um, and, and looking for ways to insert their their whiteness into it. I think this just goes to say that this is why it's always important to have a black person in the room, in the room, at the table, you know. Um, the same thing, like, again, when that whole, for example, that whole Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial with the protest, does it, yeah, I remember it. <laughs> the I'm now showing Marcus a, a photo of Ralph Fiennes uh, as Michael Jackson. Mess. A huge mess. So. I mean, but there are people out there who create these alternate realities where that makes sense for them. Yeah. And then, like, oh, because it makes sense for me, let's peddle it to the masses. Just no. Just no. It's it's definitely out of control. Wouldn't have the what I am so appreciative about today's media is is that if there was ever something like that to get out, just like with this Ralph Fine situation, it would be immediately it, shut down. Immediately, immediately shut down. Shut like down. that's not gonna happen. Yeah. And let me tell you why. Not on my watch. Not right. <laughs> Not on my watch. So woo child for that. I I and also it just noted to say I haven't seen this yet. So maybe by the time this airs. Uh, Julia Roberts has not responded to this or commented on this. No, she's yet. probably not even going and to. And she might not. <laughs> and, I would. It would be in her best interest to not say a I word. I'd be like, girl, that's just them. go on being amazing. My name's Paul. That's between y'all. Yes, and don't even acknowledge this ish. So, woo child. Gotcha. All right, what you got? All right, guys. And so the next thing I have um, is in regards to. R. Kelly's one of R. Kelly's girlfriends, Joycelyn Savage, um, who has recently ex girlfriends, ex ex girlfriend. Um, is is it an ex? I don't know. Is it I been mean, a- well, explain because she's not on his side anymore. I'm, look, correct? so listen up. So basically, Joycelyn Savage has now come forward. Um, she started out posting on Instagram saying that she was going to share her story. Now, keep in mind, this post came. Basically, I mean, two years after right. her initial Instagram post. So I guess she wasn't, I don't know if she was allowed to post. She wasn't posting well, apparently or whatever. she's got an NDA And or so something. she wasn't able to share anything, but she wasn't posting anything to social media. But now, I guess since R. Kelly is in a Chicago prison. That oh, no, he's she in a feels, New York prison. Is he in Chicago he's in, or prison? Um, in New York. Oh, and dealing with foot issues and all these other health issues which are preventing him from going to court. Child. I think he was extradited, or not extradited, but shipped to New York and dealing with issues up there. Got you. So. But now that he's in prison, Joycelyn is now um, coming forward and she's chosen a very interesting platform in order to share her story. So where most people would do a book, most people would be doing an interview, she has chosen Patreon. Um, which you have to pay which for. is a website that you can like you can pay a subscription a to listen to her story so that and what that she's giving her full account of how everything went down with her and R. Kelly that tells me now that she needs money or the money has stopped I mean right. I don't know if she, she needs, needs money. money like why can't she just go home good question I think she Very can definitely just go home I don't know if it's I, I have no clue exactly what this is 
about, but she is opening up about all of the abuse and mistreatment from R. Kelly. I just want to read a couple of clips that she's had here talking about when she was first meeting when she first met R. Kelly. And she okay. says, Robert would always look at me in a sexual way the first couple of times we met occasionally. He continued um, to say that he could make me the next Aaliyah. He would say, baby girl, you're going to be the next Aaliyah. Um, and then she said, after she recorded a few songs in his studio, she's like, those songs never saw the day of light. Um, she said, R. Kelly has told me so many lies that my mind and my mind has believed every one of them. Um, she was always told to address R. Kelly as master or daddy. What are things that we've heard and right. that kind of line that was from the surviving R. Kelly documentary direct, directly to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so R. Kelly's attorneys have come out and said that this is completely a stunt and that she is fabricating stories based on things that she may have seen um, from the surviving R. Kelly piece. His lawyers came out and said stunts and shows. Shows and stunts. I can't necessarily say this doesn't feel like a stunt. So my thing is, is that I think, I absolutely believe her, but I think that she's going about this the wrong way. I think, number one, she should have absolutely taken this taken this to television um she wouldn't have got no money for it because they don't you don't i don't think she i don't think that she would do i don't think she would do television right based on what i saw from her and the gail king interview she is not the best speaker no because the Um, other girl was doing all this right spokesman what's her name asriel clary yeah and joyce lynn was kind of just doing like these like added yeah yeah like she was doing oohs and ahs um (laughs) but I, I don't think that she would do an interview. Um, and I don't think that that would probably show her, showcase her in the best light. What I would say is that she probably should have had someone like come out and like maybe do a book or something like that. Uh, I don't um, know. I mean, a book just seems so monetized. Like, I mean, like it's such a duplicitous. Well, what else is this? I mean, well, what is this Patreon? Thinking, right, exactly the same. Like, exactly she could have did, same. A, she did a YouTube video. She right. could have posted all right. of this stuff but on see, Facebook. I think by doing a television interview, number one, you're not making any money off of that. So that takes out the, the monetization part. And number two, you're publicly wanting to tell your story in, a, a, in an objective forum. You know, when you do stuff like Patreon and... Um, what what whatever any t- any type of monetization it always makes it seem like that there's an underlying uh you know an ulterior motive there's the, i mean clearly there's an ulterior motive here you know like she is releasing this by chapters and which so, means that she's trying to draw yeah, this out so there's going to be like this chapter 1 chapter 2 like she's giving her story in like oh, so bits she's doing and pieces a four page letter. that will probably Child, please stop with the Aaliyah references. <laughs> that made me so upset when I he's when I she read said the that. next Aaliyah. Child, like, please stop. Like get real, but but what I'm saying is is like there's clearly a um a monetary gain from mm-hmm. this of what she's trying to create. I think that if you are going to be someone who does this, I'm going to release it month by month, or I'm like come and see my story on this. Right. Like, come on. Like, yeah. there's there's definitely something here at a larger sense. What my question is, is why does she need money? Because the money has stopped. Also, forgive the noises. You know, we back at Trent. So. Why, why? I mean, but yes, we are back at my house. And of course, yes, it's a very it's a lively. Very busy, it's a lively very big. Neighborhood. It's a, I live in a mansion. <laughs> um, but, but no, I again, the money has stopped. R. Kelly's broke. Like, the, 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 it's not like she doesn't have anywhere to go. She does exactly. She could so always why does she go need home the money? because she doesn't want to go home. Because either number one, there's an effort of she's probably embarrassed. She's probably too far gone to be like I have um, excluded my family so much so and demonized them. I don't know. Them. I, I don't know. I'm, you know, I can't put. I'm just making shit up now. I don't. I mean, we won't know unless she tells us. But like, it does. It it makes you ask a lot more questions than it does give you answers. That's all I'll say. Yeah. So Wu Chow. Definitely Wu Chow. What's next for you? Um, that's it for me. Uh, do okay. you have anything else? No. Let's so let's go ahead. Let's take a really quick break, and then I want to get into X's. All right. We'll be. Stay tuned. Oh boy. We'll be right back.
Alright, welcome back, and I am very intrigued to hear what this is going to be about. Uh, Trent has this week's spill segment, so what do you got for us? It's after midnight and she's almost saying come okay. over cause yeah. she's all alone. Dun, 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 dun. I could tell it was your ex by your tone. Why is she calling now after so long? So that that musical interlude was brought to you by our next segment entitled Spill, which we are talking about exes this week. Case of the ex. Um, so what was interesting to me this past week was to see the footage of Omarion's response to Fizz and April's... Um, Fizz and April's union. Let's. I guess we can call. Is it union? A couple. A relationship. The relationship. The relationship whatever. I'm trying to um, drama, dramatize. Uh, dramatize. 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 Thesaurus. <laughs> Thesaurus. Please. So I'm trying to dramatize um, this but, relationship. But to see it. So he did an interview with Vlad TV, in which they asked him about Omarion. What, yes, Omarion. In which they asked him about what did he think, what were his feelings. And, I mean, it was it was not any different to what we've already seen. It was very nonchalant. Nini on that ass. He was like, "Wait, what'd you say?" I said, "I'd have pulled a Nene leaks on that ass." <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel any type of way. <laughs> what do you mean? Just what I said. Just what I said. I, just what um, I said. But with with this um, with this interview, he's. I mean, he basically was saying that you know I don't feel any kind of way with this. I um, he's like he said that he feels like that they should change the narrative. So, which makes me believe that there was definitely some type of, there was something going on before that Omarion may have had knowledge about, um, or some underhandedness that he might have, that he might have knowledge about. But he said that at the end of the day, that will be the mother of his children. He's never going to say anything to discredit, to put her in a, in a negative light, um, which I totally respect. My question is, are we buying this reaction? Is this his reaction in public? And do you think that there's something that's going on else behind the scenes? Um, I think he's definitely trying to stay classy. Right. And not give everybody what they want. Classy. I think ashy. he and Lil Fizz definitely have some history that some underlying history that we don't know about, whether that be tension, <clears throat> sexual tension. Or oh, she's messy. <laughs> or any of the sort. She is messy. So I think he's trying to stay above board. The views and opinions represented by Marcus <laughs> Still are of his and the, his alone. And you know, and I, hey, I'm only saying what everybody else is thinking. And I, I think he's just trying to be classy. Um, I buy his reaction. I think it's not his full reaction. I think right. it's a very um, compartmentalized piece. Of a reaction, and so I mean, okay. This is, I guess, my question is, which oh, this is also something that's very interesting because now that you say that, yes, that we did get this one piece, and we got this very like nonchalant kind of thing. But then someone recently tweeted um, some uh, this status that I'm going to read, and Omarion retweeted it. Okay, he it says, "F it, let's get Omarion and Lil Fizz, not Lil Fizz, Air Fizzo." Who is Fizz in a select boxing in a celeb boxing match? Six rounds, three minutes apiece. Who you got your money on? And Omarion retweeted it. Everybody so, always want a boxing shit. So like, that that leads me to think that yes, there might be some feelings and some frustrations that he does want to get out in a absolutely in a way absolutely. Um, what I guess so. Okay, so taking that and pairing this with his Vlad TV and what he's kind of showcased throughout this entire. Uh, saga of their relationship what do you think that we can learn from this example whose example Omarion's because I think what he's showing us is something that people could take something from or not take something from in terms of how we react to situations with exes like this well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it always comes down to the same thing that we've been saying on this podcast for years, darling. You can't control anybody else's reaction. You can only control your own and how you choose to react to a situation. Um, dealing with an ex is tricky, I'm sure, you know, and I'm 
you either choose to get along. Can we along. control? Stop. Let me stop you right there. Okay. Can we control reactions or can we control responses? Because I believe that we, well, your response we, you is a reaction. You we know we can't re, we can't control how we initially react to news, but our response, what we give out on the outside is what we have control over but a response is reactive it would have been different if he jumped if he was proactive not always i, I disagree i think I that i think that so disagree. if you say something to me that makes me feel some type of way which i mean come on you've done this plenty of times then you're reacting you, and you're going to provide I, a response I'm, and right i'm going to have some type of reaction right. but i get to choose how i respond right but what i'm saying is is that every response is always going to be a reaction. So say if I said... Right, it will be a reaction, but I'm saying like we well, can't... That's what I was you cannot yeah. control that initial oh, what... what I mean, whatever thought. You can control how you respond. Yeah, absolutely. You can't control that initially. But you can control what is being what's put out What's to come after. There. Yeah, what's being put out there. Right. Um, I think... Um, Just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, we, we see each other. We see each other. We good. <laughs> we see each other. Um, I think... Um, yeah, again... I think it would have been different if he, because he knew this was going on, obviously. So, I mean, it had been different if he had put out a statement as soon as he had heard something that would have been proactive. But instead, he let this kind of long, drawn-out thing happen. And, you know, people come to their own conclusions and stuff. And now, finally, he's speaking out after all of this nonsense has been going on on Love & Hip Hop and so forth. So he's been very reactive to this. And I think that... Um, in this situation, the better response may have been no response at all. I feel like that has been his response, though. It's basically, like, up until social media and all that stuff, like, he was not giving anything. He Niche. did, like, people was like, what's good, like, giving what do you them, think about it? Giving he, was, the dolls he was not nothing. giving them anything. Until it approached him face-on-face -face in an interview, and he was like, I feel no type of way about it. So and I feel like that, that that's, that. I feel yeah. like that that's what he did. My thing is, is that, and I totally get the idea of, like, that's the mother of your child. You don't want to see, you don't want to talk about her in any way that could later come up for your son um, right. to, you know, you right. know, to kind of take that in and have right. a complex about I guess for me, the lessons learned here, echoing what you said, like you can't control people, but then also um, when relationships and long-term relationships, I mean, he knew Fizz before he knew her. Like that is right. a friendship. Oh yeah, he knew. How, child, you are so messy, but how <laughs> do you, um, how do you process this in a way that is going to give you the most peace. And I don't know if that's what Omarion is doing right now. At the end of the day, if he's worried about his child and making sure that the child is good and she is the baby mama, if he doesn't like it, take that girl to court, get full custody and move on with your life. I don't think he wants I don't think he wants to do anything like that. What I'm thinking is is that there has to be a way that he can be able to express him instead of giving us radio silence and to kind of like throwing like basically dismissing it mm -hmm. i wish that there was a way that he could process this then do what um, beyonce does nigga you are an artist write a song true. and put a song out true and then do what you and let that be your response yeah Duh, you are a musician I'm, I'm not buying the i'm not buying the i don't I'm, feel any type of way. i don't feel any type of way write I'm a good. song put it like, in the music Maybe it'll get you a new hit and get you popping again. Because, you know, the, everybody out here loves drama. And as soon as you have something that's about the situation and it's a good, got a good beat behind it, you back on the charts and boom. Now you killed two birds with one stone. You provided a response and you jump started your career again. What if you were in this situation? I need to be in somebody's damn manager. What do you? That's what I need. I, yeah. I need to be in somebody's team. You can't be my manager. I would need, you need um, one. What would you do if you were in this situation? In which situation? Are you were in Omarion's shoes. I would do what I just said. If I was an artist, I would put it in the music. I think that's the best mm -hmm. way to okay. handle that situation. So okay. then that way you don't have to provide a public response and go through all of that ma that mess. And you let your music speak for itself. And then as the song comes out, you don't say anything else about it. Okay. In relation to, let's now let's put this in real life application. Okay. Let's put this in real life application. Oh, boy. When we talk, no, I'm not going that deep, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of dealing with ex booze, ex boyfriends, ex girlfriends, those types of things, is there a 
um, what's the word I want to say? Is there a kind of release that we can uh, mimic? I feel like Omarion is definitely giving off the impression that he's like, release this. Like, y'all go do y'all, that type of thing, which can be really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you feel like is a realistic, real-life application? I think so. I think it's always very important that when you respond, you're wanting to make sure that you respond in the way that is going to provide you some personal growth. I think that in a situation like this, if we were real world applying this, I would want to do something that was going to better me. So if that meant, because we are creatives, then it would have to be creatively. And so if that meant writing Mm. something, creating a project out of it, as we've seen time and time again, some of the best albums, projects, songs, and stuff of things that have come out of heartbreak because they've decided to channel that, that reaction into something positive and productive for them. So that's hmm. what I would do. Okay. I, I yeah. You want to be messy. I, oof. You want to go slash a bitch's tires. No, it's not like that, but I wish that there sugar was. sugar in a tank. No, there's something that. Syrup in a tank. There's something productive that could be done Absolutely. in terms of. Why give it more energy than you need? You know, because yeah. it's not going to solve anything and it's just going to make you seem super pressed. No, don't, no need to give it more energy than it needs, you know? It's tough. And I think my, as I think more and more about it, like, I definitely, my heart goes out to Amari because this is not a relationship that he can just, like, dead and be like, because he has this is radio silence. Like, no, this is something that's going to be up and around for years to come. So, well. all right. Well, that was Spiel. Um, thank you for engaging me in that, that conversation. We also want to know what you think. Um, what are your views on this and how does this relate to real life um, and what are those what would those applications look like um, let's take a quick little break and then we'll come back with our signature segment fizz or flat we'll be right back All right, here we go. So we are back and it's time for Fizz or Flat, where Marcus and I recap the top moments in pop culture this past week, and we rate them with either a fizz if we're feeling them or a flat if If we're not. So Marcus, what do you have up first? So what I've got up first is the talk of the music community. The 2020 Grammy nominations came oh, okay. out this past week, and I'm not gonna go through all of them. I'm just gonna give you give you the tops, the tops of the tops. Tell me what you think um, for Grammys. And so first off, we have Record of the Year. The nominees are Hey Ma by Bon Iver, Bon Iver, um, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Seven Rings by Ariana Grande, which that one is, I would have imagined that they would have chosen Thank You Next over Seven Rings, but okay, cool. Um, Hard Place by Her, Old Town Road by Lil Nas X, um, and Billy Ray Cyrus, Truth Hurts by Lizzo, and Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee. A lot of good songs in this category. Um, Album of the Year, I, I by Bon Iver, uh, Norman fucking Rockwell Who's by- Who's Bon Iver? Uh... Uh, artist, I don't know. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't thank know. you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, Norman fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey. Okay. Um, when We All Fall Asleep by Billie Eilish. Thank You Next by Arna Grande. I Used to Know Her by Her. Um, Seven by Lil Nas X, Cause I Love You, Lizzo. Uh, Father of the Bride, Vampire Weekend. Uh, let me give you another one. Oh, Best New Artist. Um, Black Pumas, Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Maggie Rogers, Rosalia, Tank and the Bangas, and Yola. And one more category. Let's do uh, Song of the Year. Song of the Year. Always remember us this way. Um, that's what I think. My that's my that's my pick. Natalie Hemby, Lady Gaga, Hillary. What was that? It's Lady Gaga song, but what is this from? That's from A Star Is Born. Okay. I love that song. Is this the one at the end? No. Which one is that? Um, that one is. Um, don't wanna feel another touch. Okay, yeah, but that's not this song. No. What is always remember us this way? Which um, one? Arizona sky burning in your eyes. Oh, okay, okay. Um, then we have "Bad Guy" by Billie Eilish. "Bring My Flowers Now." This is a Tanya Tucker song. Okay, Tanya Tucker. Um, "Hard Place" by her. Um, "Lover" by Taylor Swift. 
Norman fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey, and Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi. Oh, and Truth Hurts by Lizzo. So Lizzo leads the, the pack with eight nominations, and then Lil Nas X and Billie Eilish um, come up second with six. And so, what are your thoughts on some of these? Um, I think that it will be a battle for some of these big ones, like record and all of that stuff, between Lizzo and Lil Nas X. I mean, that is the that old Town Little Road Nas the, X will probably that get is the biggest song of, the year. of you know 2019 um, easily yeah. for me hands down yeah I think I think Lizzo will come out on top with a lot of um, hopefully a lot of I great think Lizzo will get best new awards maybe I I'm I'm concerned that she might not win the big awards I think that she might get like some well, R and stuff like that award. no that's what I'm saying. She might get that, but I don't. I'm not. You think she'll be shut out of the, the main categories? I think that she will be shut out of. The, I don't think so. The big, big ones. I don't think so. I think Little Nas X may get shut out because he's literally only. He's only. I mean, Panini has been in the top ten, but like Old Town Road is technically his but only that song, I mean, notable song. So that will definitely that either song be a song of crazy. the year or um, record of the year. Um, Lizzo might get it. I could definitely see this going. That Billie Eilish, yeah, even though I don't know I her, don't know who she is. she's definitely been. On the lips of everyone, I, that's who I'm going to assume is going to get it. Unfortunately, just because of the way that things go with the Grammys, that's who I'm assuming is getting it. Are you insinuating that it's because she's white? Because that's the way that things go with the Grammys, I'm thinking that <laughs> okay, she's Omar, probably yeah. going to win. I don't feel any type of way about it. I think that Lizzo will do well in a lot of the smaller categories and will like be able to quickly sweep those up. I'm scared that they're going to keep her out of the big the big ones. I would hope not, but you know, here's I think it's undeniable we'll you cannot give Little Nas X um record of the year. Well, um, I mean they wrote this song, so that's why I was saying song, that he could do song of the year. Song of the, but see to me, record of the year is like based on just like the record Radio song is the writers. Song is the writing the lyrics right. of the music. And that's why I for me, my Favorite would be the, the Lady Gaga would song. be always remember us this way because it is it is a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The rest of these girls under here, I mm-mm. okay. I'm not I'm not seeing it. So overall, Grammys 2020, we're giving this a fizz or a flat nominations. Uh, I guess a. I'm gonna give it a fizz. I, I mean, to be honest, I'm not going to be watching. Right. I mean, I'm looking at the. Uh, I don't know if they announced the performers or anything yet, but I mean, Alicia Keys will be hosting the Grammys this year. So, I'm, like I said, I won't be watching. I'll probably catch the uh, the, the performances that I like. Right. I, when, I think when it comes to all award shows nowadays, I don't really watch them. I just look at the performances. That's all I care about. I need to see who and who can't perform live, mm. which is a lot of people. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Gotcha. Up next, let's see. So, I recently started listening to the Making Beyonce podcast. Yes, me The too. first episode was released. I listened to both of them. I listened and to the first two. I am obsessed. It's good. It's good. I am really obsessed. So, um, the Making Beyonce podcast, this actually comes from the same people who did Making Obama and Making Oprah. Mm-hmm. Um, they are Chicago-based. WBE. And I Chicago. loved both of those podcasts, but now that we're doing the Beyonce, like, I am equally as intrigued. Um, it follows the basically the the birth of one of the biggest stars It sucks today. that they couldn't get, get her for the interview. Well, they usually don't get them for the interviews. Uh, for the They've making, gotten Oprah and Obama for the interviews. I haven't heard that. I've heard them like use like clips and stuff Mm-mm. like for that. She I don't know. I don't know if I've ever remembered them actually she sat sitting down, down with, with Oprah them. and did a full interview, and she also sat down with Obama. I don't remember that, but I, I, what I enjoy about this is that we are getting to hear from people that we've never heard from before yes. ever in life you know what i thought um, the gag so was people are like who have just like we i've never heard this name and they had a very integral, integral part, part into yeah. what what who we know as beyonce i knew that i knew this was going to be good after have you ever listened to the second episode yet have no. you so the second episode is all about star search and i know this is going to be good because she's got an interview with skeleton crew 
Okay. And I'm like, you better do your damn research, girl. And like, there she interviews them and they talk about, you know, the whole star search thing. And they're very, very humble and very, very nice mm-hmm. about Beyonce and girls' time. And they were like, basically, they were just saying, like, we should have lost. She was like, they were like, we're surprised that we won because, like, they were fucking on point and have no idea why, how we, how like or why we won. Of course, they have to say that. So you don't have, I mean, I feel like they have to say that. Why do you think that? I, f- I mean, it's because it's Beyonce. Hello. <laughs> oh, you scared? Like, you. You have don't to say scared. that. Don't don't yeah. It's, don't be scared. Yeah, you have to say that. Otherwise, you will have the hive come after you. Oh my gosh. Um, and that's just grant. Like that's just what it is. This culture we live in. I can't. Yeah, I mean, it's just what. Unfortunately, that's the world we live in. But that's that's very real. Um, but I'm definitely excited. If you haven't started listening, please listen. Yes. Please get into it. That's and, a total um, fizz for me. And if you are looking for other podcasts, I would say. Get, get into the entire series get into making Obama get yes. into making Oprah I um, love all of those, the so. podcast like this I love hearing about you know famous people and how they started and like how they came up and the things that kind of led them on their path to getting to where they are yeah it's so definitely got a fizz for me as well yes um, what do you have next so this is going to be controversial because apparently the girls are going up for her um, I tried I tried your fave. Um, it's fin- It's funny that you say my fave. Yeah. Um, oh, you go up for her. I think no. I think that I am a supporter. Okay. Um, I. Th- it's funny because people always want to list. So Marcus is about to bring up Tanache's um, new album, and I've been a Tanache enthusiast. I've, I'm definitely a supporter. Would for you her. consider yourself a fan? I'm a fan of Tanache. Okay. Then. Yeah, but so not. Then, I wouldn't say that's like. All. For you to be like, oh, my fave, I think that that's a little crazy. And it also further, um, it further pushes the narrative that there can only be one out there. Oh, no, not at all. You can have multiple faves. I have plenty of faves, but she is a fave of yours. It's just, no. It's, um, it's I tried listening to her new album. It went, It's number one. So kudos, congr- all congrats to her. First number one album. Um, I can't get into it. I, I don't, I'm just... I am just not a Tanache fan. Yeah, it's not for you. And that's okay. It's not for that you. That is okay. I don't wish her any ill will. I wish her right. all the success in the world. She can dance her ass off, but she I just totally can. I've given it several songs and I just am not into it. Great. And it's not for you. It's not for me. It wasn't made with you in mind. So unfor- it was not. Yeah. And unfortunately, this gets a flat for me. Yeah. I'm going to give it a fizz. Have of you course. listened to it? I have listened to And what are your thoughts? I've, I actually enjoy the album. Of course you um so I'm, yeah, it's You're no secret that I'm a fan, um, but I am also excited to see how this comes out in terms of a visual. Um, well, I mean, she's already released a couple in like, videos. Uh, and, yeah, videos, but like also like okay. performances right. um, and how that Let's really. Let's see you do this live. That, yeah, I, I mean, I, which I have no doubt that she can do. Um, she can so or can't? She can. Oh. Um, she's shown it many times over. So, Singing live? Yeah. And dancing? Yeah. Okay. I can provide you with those clips. All right. Um, but so um, you're giving us a fizz. It's a fizz, fizz for me for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's getting a flat for me. All right. Um, so Antebellum was released this past week, what which is, is this a movie about. <laughs> right. So I don't think anyone knows, which is like the scary thing. So what is there was about? some. I mean, and it kind of just came out of nowhere. We had heard about a project coming from the producers of get out and us and us and um now we got this we got this trailer and the leading lady is janelle monet kudos um which is really exciting and so in the trailer you kind of see a it it kind of it goes back between um i guess pre-civil war slavery times and modern day right and you it's almost kind of like a fear um, nightmare dream of kind of maybe and I, time yeah time travel yeah so is. it's it's going to be I'm definitely interested oh I'm very I, intrigued I, I'm excited to see I want to see another trailer um I absolutely love Janelle Monae yeah, I think she's, and a she's very done good actress. me well in every movie that I've seen yes. her in and so really excited about that not sure what it is about though me neither um I think it kind of, I think that this is going to play on maybe you know, the nightmare that if, you know, if slavery was to happen again, or that nightmare that I'm sure every black person has had of them, like, actually being, like, 
like back in slave times of like what like what would happen if you were put in those things i think that that's where it's gonna go so let me ask you this um because i I think we'll agree on this i or actually give me your commentary i'm just gonna say it i think janelle monet has the talent to win an oscar one day sure okay i mean you say that so lightly i like i think she from what i've seen her in like for number one with um well, and you know what really made her stand out to me was uh, the movie with Taraji and Octavia. Hidden Figures? Yes. Okay. I, after watching her in Hidden Figures, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So, like, she can pull off a serious role. Like, she, uh, I'm, I'm here for this. I think she needs just one good, solid role, and she could win an Oscar. I, I agree. Okay. Well, yo, I okay. don't know. What is it going to be? I don't know. Maybe Antebellum. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, I give it a fizz, though. Fizz for me as well. All right. And lastly, what is this? Lastly, so Drag Race UK, RuPaul's Drag Race UK yes. has officially crowned a winner. And spoiler this was, alert. This was a very quick season, but it was. The Eight Vivian episodes. came out on top. So yes. congratulations to Congrats, the Vivian. The Vivian. Um The Viv. What were your thoughts about the season and um, okay, the winner? Okay, I have. So I will say this was actually one of the better seasons of Drag Race to me. I think all mm-hmm. 10 of the girls, um, beyond a couple of the la- the first two that went, um, I think all of the girls are super talented, but I think this was the right top three. Um, and I agree with that. I was pretty hard to tell who was going to win. Like, I... I would have been happy with Baga or Davina or the Vivian. I will say top three's got vocals, vocals on vocals. Like that song they did, they all sounded great. Now, of course, two of them couldn't dance that well. Davina was the only real dancer. I will say that choreography was crazy. And, yeah, the, I, and I think that's the other thing I want to say. The choreography, choreography wasn't was my favorite. Like yeah. someone needed to you trying to put to salsa and, and said, merengue Sir, into to the moon, rocket to the moon. Yeah, that was someone should have said like, I understand that this is your 15 minutes, but, but let's slow yeah. no. I think in that case, I would have been happier seeing Todrick choreograph in that sense. I think Todrick's ta- choreography is a little more on point. But with, they needed someone from the UK. They did, which I understand. Um, and but, I think he was eye candy, too, whatever the choreographer's name was, him okay. and his brother. Yeah, okay. I think because a lot of people on um, social media were talking about that. Oh, really? Yeah. Of course. Um, I think for me, it was a little too predictable having the Vivian win. Yeah, I thought Davina was going to win. Honestly. I honestly thought, I thought that Davina as well. I thought win. DDC was going to win. Um, it was interesting because the Vivian had already won a previous well, just competition. Ambassador, she was RuPaul's like a, ambassador the, to the UK. He named her as like the official ambassador to the UK before right. even so, like before the show started. This was years, which I thought. Yes, yeah, so I thought that that was like interesting. Um, I will say though, I think that she definitely proved why she I, she's great. Like I, no, she's good. A very I'm, solid yeah, queen. Looks were all on point. Her final runway, I perfect. Thought, uh, someone I said that runway. it was Aja's all stars. The hair, just only because of the hair and the dress. The dress, no. The dress. Aja's dress like, was a little bit different because Aja had like the crown, and then hers were um, she had like puffy shoulders have, so and stuff Vivian like that. Vivian didn't have the crown on it. So, but no, I felt like it was very Aja season no, three of no, all stars. No, um, no, no, I don't agree. With shout that. out to Maddie Rance. Um, the no shout out to Maddie Rance for spoiling it for me, boy. We, me, and you gonna need to have a conversation because um, you didn't put no spoiler alert or anything up. I so already knew what we're gonna have knew. to get this together, um, Maddie. The other piece that I think is interesting is I recently saw. So the winner of Drag Race UK does not get money; they get to no. come to LA and do a show for World of Wonder. But there's a reason. Did you for see that. the? Well, yeah, because of the BBC, you it's can't a give like profit. Yeah, you can't give so. like cash. They're publicly funded. Um, yeah, prizes. So, so um, the clip, I saw a clip of the show that the Vivian has. What is it? Um, it was through World of Wonder. Is it and a wow it plus? also has Baga oh, okay. on it as well. But he's, Vivian is Donald Trump and Baga is Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's I don't know if it was a joke or whatever, but they, it was like a clip of a show that they're going to be doing. Interesting. Like, yeah, I'm not too crazy about the prizes, but I mean, 
Okay. You get I thought it, for me with those those, it was badges. a little predictable. It definitely was not, for me, not the best season of Drag Race. I think the UK Queens. I didn't um, say it was the best season. I thought it was one no, of the better oh, seasons. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was one of the better seasons I of do. Drag Race. I, was, I thought um, it was very succinct. It got to the point. I think all of the chat, like there was never like a, a, dead, a dead day, like a dead episode. Like all of the challenges were pretty solid to me. And they like mm. got right to the point with all of them. Yeah. I don't know. So. I don't know if I was. Yeah. I don't. From what I've seen, I don't know if I was as excited about this. I think that this is for them season one, and they'll kind of figure out yeah, who I'm to sure bring in, like on. the perfect formula yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah. But wasn't necessarily like impressed with the talent level. I mean, at the end of the day, I give it a fizz. Congrats to the Vivian. Um, we'll be. They've already started casting for season two, so I mean. And then, of course, you know, season 12 of Drag Race here in America will happen, and then All Stars 5, and then Celebrity, and then Australia, and then Canada, and so just, hey. Yeah. Get in where you fit in. Are you giving us fizz or flat? Um, I'll give it a fizz. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> okay. All right, then. All right. Is that all we have? That's it for me. Cool, 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 cool. Well, so what is the moral of our story this week? What's the moral of our episode? What are we taking away? takeaways um i don't know you go first um i mean i think it just goes back to the amarion thing i mean like your reaction you know you control your response your reaction and like how you choose to respond to certain situations i think it's fair to say that you should be you should channel that into something productive that's going to benefit you and help you grow don't give more energy to something than you should have right and i'll say let's let's also echo that for ari lennox as well Agreed. Like, Ooh, let's come on. figure out how to say that. make sure that we are channeling I know that's right. our reaction. Like, despite what your reaction is, your response your response can always right. be different. So, so, Ari, put it in a song, baby. So, let's figure out that response. And watch. Time. That'll be the song that gets you a Grammy. So, boom. All right. Well, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Cold Pop Show. Chad will be posting some pics from our friends giving and then also... Um, uh, what else did you say you were going to post on there? One of something else. Something else. I did not say else. anything else. Oh, no, Joycelyn's thing, didn't you? No. I'm not <laughs> posting that. I'm not. No, I am not posting. No. no. I'm not feeding that in no. that anymore. Okay. I'm all about survivors and I support you, but girl, we got to. But girl, no. Come on. Um. Okay. So, yeah, no, you can look out for some photos. We're trying to switch it up with content and come up with some cool stuff. So, yes. be on the lookout for that. Um, we also we won't have an episode Cyber Monday, but we'll have you know some things in the works, some little holiday we'll specials. To get you guys some goodies. Yeah, so it'll be some kind of content, but not an actual official episode. So just be on the lookout for that. Yep. All right, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Trenton Rashad and on Twitter at Trenton RD. But follow us more so at Cold Pop Show on IG and share with your friends. Yes. Don't be stingy this holiday season. Share the best gift. Um, Cold Pop. Um, as you know, I'm off social media right now. I'll be on yeah. Twitter about out and about. You can follow me if you want, Marcus D. Steele. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll do more in 2020. So stay tuned. All right. Well, thanks for listening, you guys, and we will see everyone soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.